Sports Podcast episode number 55. Um, real quick, man, before I get started, you know, I've been doing interviews back to back to back. You know, I just did one with Omar Gooden, actor from Baby Boy, Smart Guy, and his resume goes on Jabari Grill from the Saints and um, Sonny Lee from Southern Trump, New Orleans, just to name a few. Uh, but I wanted to come back and do something solo dolo, you know, be by myself, but I'm definitely going to continue the interviews as well. So, uh, you know, the Saints segment, you know, I miss doing that, you know, uh, football season's approaching us rapidly so i'm looking forward to that so you know definitely like i said i definitely got the interviews coming um but i'm gonna be doing more solo dolos um by myself so but i got a great show lined up for y'all uh we're gonna touch down and tackle on the nfl protest um of course the saints segment then we definitely gotta talk about lebron james going to la i ain't get a chance to ever cover that yet so we're gonna definitely talk about that but first we're gonna go and get into uh, the NFL protest. Now we know it's a big thing going on with the NFL protest. Um, just a lot, you know. It, it's all political, basically. But like I said, we don't really get into politics on this show. 
But so we're gonna go ahead and get into it now. You know what Colin Kaepernick started is still taking the NFL by storm, let alone the whole world, in which um, the NFL has a rule where the players cannot protest on the field during the national anthem. They would have to stay in the locker room or the tunnel if they want to protest. But if any player on the field wants to protest on the field during the national anthem, they will be fined. Now, reported by CBS Philadelphia, the Eagles head coach Doug Peterson states it's players' right uh, to protest during the national anthem. So during an interview with CBS Philadelphia, real quick, we're going to listen in on the Eagles head coach Doug P Peterson speaking on the protest. So real quick, let's listen in to that uh, quick snippet. So this is TNT Sports Podcast, episode number 55. Good morning. Obviously, a, a subject that uh, you know um, that that can be. I, I don't want it to be a divisive or, or split our team in two. And, and this the thing is, is is our team is very cohesive. We're we're a, we're a one you know sort of a one mind team. And and uh, I understand that our players um, they honor the flag and 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 they honor the men and women uh, of the military and the armed forces. And and it's it, sometimes with these players. Um, you know, in guys like you know Malcolm Jenkins, who's who's been a tremendous leader of our football team, not only on the field but but also off the field, and what he's done in, in creating awareness to a lot of a lot of social injustices that that uh, you know that plague our players. Our players are not immune to, to the things that are going on in society. So um, it's obviously a, an ongoing debate with the league and, and the players' association, and and uh, it's still their right to to do that and. and uh, uh, it hasn't been uh, a situation that has divided our team whatsoever. Okay, welcome back. That was Doug Peters Peterson, um, Philadelphia Eagles head coach, speaking on the issue about the national anthem protest. Uh, that was on his footage from CBS in the morning, CBS this morning from Philly. Like I said before, it's a trend that former NFL quarterback Colin, Ka Colin Kaepernick started, and the trend is still going on now. I'm going to take it back. A few weeks ago, when Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak, Dak Prescott spoke on the protest, which made a lot of fans upset with him. And I personally know Cowboy fans that are not planning on watching the Cowboys this season because of the statement he made about the protest. So real quick, we're going to jump in and listen to this as well. Listen to Dallas quarterback Dak Prescott as he stated where he stood with the protest. So real quick, let's listen in to Dak Prescott on his, on his uh, statement about the protest. It's TNT Sports Podcast, episode number 55. Good morning. I mean, it's, I don't necessarily listen to it. It has no effect to me because I do exactly what I'm doing and what I've said and what I stand by, whether I was wearing the star or not, whether I was playing for Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, or any other owner. Uh, I believe in what I believe in, and that's that. Is that what, what is that in, in terms of the anthem? Yeah, I mean, I'm, no, I never protest. I never protest during the anthem, and I don't think that's the time or the venue to do so. Uh, the game of football has always brought me such a peace, and I think it does the same for a lot of people, a lot of people playing the game, a lot of people watching the game, a lot of people that have any impact of the game. So when you bring such a controversy uh, to the to the stadium, to the field, to the game, uh, it takes away. It takes away from that. It takes away from the joy and to the, the love that football brings a lot of people. And so for me, I'm all about making a change, making a difference. Um, and I think this whole kneeling and all that was all about just raising awareness and the fact that we're still talking about social injustice years later. I think we've got to that point. I think we've proved and 
we know that the social injustice. So I'm, I'm up for taking a next step that whatever the step may be uh, for action and not just kneeling. I've always believed standing up for what I believe in. Uh, and that's what I'm going to continue to do. I mean, yeah, I respect, I mean, I respect uh, what all those guys believe in. I mean, if they believe in it's going to make a change and it's making a difference, then uh, power to them. Uh, but for me, I think it's about doing something, action. It's not about taking knees. It's not necessarily about standing. Um, it's uh, We can find a different place uh, to, to make our country better. Um, and obviously, as I said, I'm not naive and I'm very aware of the social injustice that we have going on, but I'm um, about the actions that we can do to, to fix it rather than the silent protest. Uh, no, I mean, not necessarily, but I mean, for me, it's just about uh, continue to inspire and motivate and hopefully uh, people can, can hear what I say and, and believe in that. And I'm up for I'm up for anything. I'm up to get involved in any way that we can with the with fiction, the social injustice and the police brutality and all the things that are going on in our country. I'm all for making a difference. And you can count me in if we can find something um, worth the action to do so that will help fix it. All right, welcome back. Now, that was Dallas quarterback Dak Prescott speaking on the protest. Now, remember that Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones said that any player that protests during the national anthem will be cut from the team. So, like I said before, it's a lot of Dallas fans not planning on watching the Cowboys this season. So, we will see how it all turns out. Now, the New York Jets chairman Christopher Johnson backs players' rights to protest. Christopher Johnson told Newsday on Wednesday, uh, that his players are free to take a knee or perform some other process without fear of repercussion from the team. Now, league owners adopted a policy that allows players who don't want to participate, who who don't want to participate in the anthem, to remain in the locker room. Players who do appear on the field for the anthem must stand. If they don't, their respective club faces a league issue fine, and teams can levy additional fines. But if I'm not mistaken, I believe the Jets owner or chairman said. He will pay the he will pay the fines for those who wanted to protest on the on the team. Uh, so all we can do is wait, see what's going to happen this season. Uh, now, real quick, maybe we're going to move on to the New Orleans Saints, but first we're going to take a quick break. So uh, this TNT Sports Podcast episode number fifty five. Good morning. TNT Sports Podcast, episode number 55. Now let's go ahead and get it to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, it's kind of still on the political issue with the protest, man, but I definitely got to get on to this with my guy Cam Jordan. First up, my guy Cam Jordan gets into it with Donald Trump. So Cam Jordan calls Donald Trump a goober in response to the national anthem protest criticism. Uh, now the Saints linebacker, linebacker defensive end Cam Jordan responded to President Donald Trump's criticism of the NFL players during the protest. The national anthem with the with the three tweets, Trump went online and condemned the players who protested and injustice and police brutality during the national anthem uh, preceding games. During the preceding games, Jordan quote tweeted the president asking Trump to renounce a unite 
to the Unite the Right rally, which took place in Washington, D.C. this week, that past weekend. Now, this info is coming from Sports Illustrated. Now, this is what Donald Trump tweeted about the NFL players and the protests. The NFL players are yet again taking a knee when they should be standing proudly for the national anthem. Numerous players from different teams wanted to show their outrage at something that most of them are able to, unable to define that make a fortune for, um, doing what they love via Twitter. Then Cam Jordan, in response to that tweet via Twitter, he tweeted, guy who won the presidential election, how about we get a statement of the night, the rally uh, to be to being held in D.C. that weekend, a year after the first one in Charlottesville. So I haven't had a chance to talk, ask Cam about it yet, but I'm sure that he's not the only player that feels that way. Now, moving on, uh, it's preseason. The first game the f- first game is, is September 9th against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now, you know me. I'm, I feel like the Saints will be in Atlanta for the Super Bowl this upcoming season because of what uh, has transpired with the passing of the owner, Tom Benson. Uh, and the way the season ended last year, I think all that has sparked motivation into our guys and the most – and um. And the whole Who That Nation believed that with the guys like Alvin Kamara, Marshawn Lattimore, Marcus Williams, Cam Jordan, Mark Ingram, Benjamin Watson, Pete Robb, and of course Drew Brees coming back to just name a few with the addition of Taysom Hill, JT Barrett, and Marcus Davenport who just debuted against the LA Chargers in preseason. And let me tell you, he looks amazing out there. Now, uh, he missed the first two preseason games while nursing on a growing injury, but was finally cleared to play on the road against the Chargers. Now, the anticipation was in eating him up. But as soon as he hit the field, poof, the nerves were gone. Now, I was really just happy. He was he was really just happy to play on the um, play on the field with his teammates. That what he said. Uh, then he paused and added, like actually play and play. He did. Davenport acquitted himself well in the, his first game in the Saints uniform. He led the Saints defensive lineman with three tackles and also a split sack with David Onyemata. I think I said his name right. Uh, it was a strong initial impression for Davenport after the training camp that was marred by injury and inconsistency. Davenport was frustrated. Coach Sean Payton admitted the first round pick was behind schedule. While all of that is still true after the debut, it was the potential that Davenport oozes that made the Saints comfortable trading away next year's first round pick to move up and select him in the first round. And there was so much promise on the display Saturday, August 25th in Southern California, though he only got home to the quarterback one time in his 15 snaps, Davenport showed off some bursts off the edges, off the edges in his uh, small sample size, affecting the pocket on a couple of different occasions. So that was reported from Luke Johnson at NOLA.com. So Marcus is definitely someone we are glad to have on our side, bringing pressure to the to all these offenses in the NFL. And I can't wait to see what's going, what he's going to do in the regular season. And we definitely need all the pressure we can get, especially alongside Cam and the rest of the Saints defense. Like I said, and also I really want to speak on uh, Marcus Williams real quick, man. He played a phenomenal game as well against uh, the LA Chargers, man. He, was, he did a great job, and as you know, he made the play last season there. You know, took us out the playoffs, but he been working. If you look at his social media pages, and he been killing it. You know, he been grinding. Uh, so I mean, I definitely think he learned from that mistake. Good thing he was a rookie, so I'm pre- I'm sure that's not gonna happen again. So let's just go raise the stakes high for us on our defense, and he's gonna kill it. So definitely shout out to Marcus Williams, who that nation. So that's a exciting segment for y'all today. So real quick, we're gonna take another break and jump into uh, another uh, segment of the show. I got to talk about LeBron. You know, I'm a LeBron fan. I haven't got a chance to talk about LeBron going to the Lakers yet. 
So we're going to go ahead and jump into that when I get back. So this TNT Sports Podcast, episode number 55. Good morning. You are now tuning into TNT Sports Podcast with Terrence Bennett. Get the latest sports all day, every day. Bring it in now. Let's get it. Get it. Welcome back to TNT Sports Podcast, episode number 55. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump into LeBron James takes his talent to L.A. Showtime. Now, everybody knows I'm a LeBron James fan. He has taken his talents to the late show. Honestly, I am ready to see how LeBron James build chemistry with all those young, talented guys he's going to have all around him. For example, he will have Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, and also a few more guys that brought their talents to the late show as well, like Ray John Rondo when he left New Orleans. Uh, JaVale McGee left Golden State, Michael Beasley, I think he left New York, and Lance Stevenson, who left uh, the Pacers. Also, a few more great players on the squad as well, so I feel like it's a positive for LeBron. He's not going to have to carry the team on his back like he's been doing. Uh, he actually has some help now, so uh, from what I'm seeing, the players are uh, ecstatic and ready to play alongside King James. Matt Johnson should be highly respected. He should pat himself on the back for making all those calls. Uh, to make this team because all I know is LeBron ultimate goal is to beat Golden State and get more championships. The team has already started practicing together to build that chemistry. You know, that chemistry is very, very important. Now, LeBron has been uh, to multiple playoffs and final appearances, so he can bring all the experience to all the younger guys. Now, all we can do is, you know, just wait for the showtime. But real quick, we're going to listen in to LeBron speaking on joining the L.A. Lakers. So real quick, let's listen in to LeBron. So it's TNT Sports Podcast, episode number 55. Good morning. Sit down. This is your first interview since you joined the Lakers. <laughs> and I have to be honest, it caught my ear. Lakers forward LeBron James yeah. still sounds... I, what, is, what do you think? What do you hear that? No, it still sounds kind of weird. <laughs> um, but it's definitely... Um, it, it feels good. It feels good, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. How hard was your decision to leave? Because we're sitting here in this school uh-huh. that I know you're opening this in Akron, Ohio. It means so much to you. You've talked about how much Ohio means to yeah. you, how much Cleveland, the Cavaliers, has meant to you. How tough a call is this? No, it's, a, it's kind of a bittersweet, you know, you know, a moment right now. You know, sitting here, you know, in my school that I'm opening, you know, around these kids, around this community, um, and then at the same time, you know, making the switch to a, the, the other coast. You know, being a part of you know the Lakers now, so. You know, it's always a tough decision when you, you leave home uh, or you leave an organization that you've been with for multiple years. Um, the toughest, you know, to leave the first time I left, when I left Miami, you know, leaving Cleveland once again, um, definitely tough. But, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a decision that, you know, is best for me and my family. And, and we're all, I think both sides feel um, great and appreciative of, of the moments and the time that we had spent together. You announced it quicker this time than you have with your free agency moves in the past. Is that reflective of the fact that you kind of reached that peace and, and decision quicker? Absolutely. I'm just at a point uh, where I know what I what I want, uh, what I like, and, and my family played a, a huge part of that. So, um, you know, no need for the, the, the dramatics of the, the drawn-out uh, conclusion of things. Just get right to it. All right, so we're sitting here in this school. This is a co-production between your foundation and uh-huh. the Akron Public yeah. School District. Public school, Public school for at-risk kids. Yes. You are a guy who has won three NBA titles, four MVPs, and yet you will tell anyone who listens that opening the school today is one of the greatest moments greater than any of those. 
And I got tape of you in Game 7 in the NBA Finals, so are you, are you, do you mean it? <laughs> I do. I do mean it. Um, it it's, I can sit here and be a loss of words, which I am now. Just, you know, this is my first time here, walking these hallways and seeing, you know, when I was driving here, um, just the streets that I walked, uh, you know, the, the stores, and some of the stores are still up when I was growing up. Um, you know, to be sitting here, you know, with uh, you know my foundation, it was unbelievable. And, um, you know, first st- shout out and, and great credit to Michelle Campbell. Uh, she's the right hand to all of this. And then to the actor public school system who allowed us to even do something like this. Um, it's a moment that I'll, I'll never forget. And, and hopefully, you know, the kids, starting with the 240 kids that we have going in here um, right now, starting today, uh, we'll never forget it either. All right, welcome back. Now, that was LeBron James speaking on him joining the Lakers, uh, how bittersweet it was and all that good stuff. And also, that interview was on ESPN when he was in his I Promise school. So, definitely shout out to LeBron for opening the school in his hometown of Akron, Ohio, for the uh, kids out there. He did a lot of stuff, gave them bikes, uh, pretty much a guaranteed scholarship to uh, University of Akron. Uh, he doing a lot for them kids, man. Lunch, and they, I think uh, different placements for the parents of the children that go to that school as well. So, like I said, I guess I'm a Laker fan now. Yeah, I follow LeBron wherever he go, man. I'm definitely a fan, and just not basketball on the court, also on the on the outside as well. He does a lot for the community and stuff like that. As well, the great family, man. So definitely salute to LeBron James. But it has came to the end of the show. First off, I want to give. Uh, my social media platforms, my Facebook page is TNT Sports Facebook page. My Twitter is T underscore ENT Sports. Uh, my Instagram is at Mr. underscore T underscore ENT underscore Sports. And if you ever want to reach out to me, my Gmail is TNT Sports 14 at gmail.com. Also, look for more upcoming episodes and interviews and me doing different appearances, especially with football season being around the corner, probably in a few weeks, actually. Uh, I want to thank all y'all for tuning in. And enjoy y'all day at work, school, wherever you're headed this morning. And be blessed. This TNT Sports Podcast 55. Good morning. Y'all be blessed. Have a great day. Salute. Bring it in now. Let's get it. Get it.